0: Welcome dear listeners to the second part of the first set of 36 questions of love. This episode also contains a lot of interesting questions. So without further ado, let's begin. Hey there guys, this is Amish Parmar over here.
1: And this is Rohan this side and let's get this episode started. Okay. Name three things you and your partner appear to have in common. You and me. First is anime. Second is...
0: Physics, of course.
1: Yeah, physics. And third would be, I don't know, would you agree with this? But Third is eating good food.
0: Copying to the second point of physics, I think, should it be physics or not physics? Because none of us are in physics background these days.
1: I think both of us would agree that both of us really, really like the subject of physics.
0: Yeah, and that's what made us friends in the first place.
1: Yeah, so I think both of us like physics and that's something in common. I have no reason to pick up a quantum mechanics book or an electrodynamic book, right? And say, for example, if you don't have any reason to pick up any of these books, if you had some free time, would you consider picking up a quantum mechanics book from a good author like Griffiths and just reading it just for passing your time or Fundamentals of Physics by Feynman? These are really, really nice books and they are physics-heavy, they are mathematics-heavy, and I I can imagine any one of us picking up these books just to while away our time, just for pleasure reading these books, which tells this is something in common, and we really like the subject of physics.
0: Yes, 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 definitely. But the interesting thing uh, that I was thinking about while you were saying this is that you mentioned those three things, anime, physics, and uh, good food. I think even though these three things are common in us, I think apart from physics, The love we share for anime and good food is a little bit different. Like we both have our own way of, uh, yeah, of loving this uh, topics, right? Wouldn't you agree?
1: I would agree, yeah. I mean, your good food and my good food are two different things. Your good food is trying different, different things. My good food is trying the same thing again and again. So yeah, I would agree. We love these things in different ways yeah
0: yeah yeah correct so even though there is so much in common we have our own individual personalized way of loving it that's interesting so let's move on to the next question we are in the ninth question now for what in your life do you feel most grateful uh okay i'll have to think about it but i think this is a quality i would love to develop feeling grateful about things and uh, I'll I'll let you know that uh, maybe the lockdown had got me thinking about things I was grateful for because I'm a strong believer that or my personality is such that I feel grateful for things when they are not in my life anymore. So, for example, when the Wi-Fi is down, I feel grateful while thinking about the times that when I don't even have to think about the Wi-Fi speed and I just you know search anything or play any video. It just comes naturally. But when you don't have that, when you lose it, you feel how important it is and you feel grateful about it. Uh, That's how my, I think my mind is wired to work. What do you think, Rohan?
1: So for me, I, I think I'm a grateful person. Okay, I generally feel grateful for many things in life in general. And I think this has come from a few things. First thing is meditation. People who meditate generally become grateful for the small, small things in their life. The second thing is research around being grateful. Research says that even if you start a daily journal where you write two to three things that you're grateful for each and every day, research suggests that you will start feeling happier in life. You will start feeling more satisfied with your life. So any such research around happiness which says, okay, if you do this, you're going to feel happier, it just catches my attention. So I think because of these two reasons, because I've been meditating, so it happens naturally to some extent. And the second reason being research says that it's a really powerful way to feel happy in life. I am generally grateful. I think one time when I understood the gravity of all the privileges that I have was when I was reading this book called Factfulness. Factfulness talks about where the world is going through numbers and it tries to bust a certain myth around where the world is going you feel like okay the world is such a bad place you're doing so many things wrong but the book disagrees and argues the other way using mathematics graphics etc so i have many things i'm grateful for uh, but i have a very clever way to club all of them into one so i'm grateful about the family i was born in because i was born in this family i am of a particular religion i have a particular financial stability i have a lot of freedom it also decided which city of the country I am. I was born in. It also decided which country I was born in. I was not born in, say, for example, North Korea. I was born in India, which is a democracy where you have a lot of freedom. So, yeah, I think if I had to choose one thing, I would say the family I was born in. That decided so many things for me and that put me on an advantageous path right from the get-go.
0: Yeah, but like this, this would be like common for everyone, right?
1: For you and me, for you and me.
0: Ha, <laughs> huh, okay, okay, yeah, for you and me, okay.
1: I was saying, sadly, many people in this world, in fact, majority of the people in this world won't be able to say that, that I'm grateful for the family I was born in. They'll say the other way around, I'm ungrateful for the family I was born in. That That's sadly true for majority of the people on this planet.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Sadly, that's true.
1: Like, coming to the point of
0: meditation, have you heard about this saying that if you do something for 21 days straight, it becomes a part of your life or it becomes a habit?
1: Yes, yes. I think there was this TVF TV series where they follow a boy who's studying in Kota and there's this fun teacher who this student connects with Jitu Bhaiya. He tells that student that if you're din agar 10 to be a habit. So yeah, I've heard that.
0: I haven't watched that series, but I've heard it from somewhere else. It's amazing.
1: I highly recommend that series.
0: Okay, maybe someday I'll watch it. So what I was saying is I have tried meditating for 21 days straight. 10 minutes, not much. Yes, I do enjoy meditation, but like it broke off. But luckily I shut it back again a couple of days ago. So meditation is hard. But I think it's it's doable and uh, you really feel the effects of it. You will start appreciating or I think for me, it would be controlling my anger. I usually get angry very fast, but I think due to meditation, it was in control. Yeah, and it helps you become mindful and like Rowan said, grateful for things. But I wanted to ask you, how do you actually be grateful? Like you're grateful for the family you're born in. Okay, that is that is understood, but how do you be grateful for little things? So, like you said, na, maintaining a grateful diary. So, do you think you can name a couple of things you were grateful for today or in the past couple of days, those little things that you would be grateful for? Because when I think about something that I was grateful for today, what comes to my mind is things that made me happy. So, these are two different things, right?
1: No, I think they are the same things. You can be grateful for the things that made you happy, no? So, I think it's the same thing, exact same thing.
0: No, I highly disagree. Okay, so you, you give a couple <laughs> of examples, then I'll say.
1: Okay. Um, so, firstly, there are two things I would say. There's awareness of privileges, and then there are the small things. And I think when the research about gratitude and happiness, uh, there they meant more In the sense of the small things. And not the overall big picture privileges. So I think being aware of the privilege that you have. That comes from just being aware of the social context. Being aware of your surroundings and the people in your society. I think uh, that's a different thing. And in the context of the research. Like if you maintain a diary. In the diary you are not going to write these big big things. In the diary you are going to write very very small things. So one practice that I have with my students if I'm meeting them in person or with my school team or whenever we meet for a school team meeting, I have this opening where where I ask, what is that one thing that you are grateful for in the last one week? This is not the exact way I frame it, but this is essentially the same thing. What is that one thing that you're grateful for in the last one week? And then you can talk about the good things which happened in your life. Sometimes it is, okay, I ate this after a very long time or I spoke to this friend of mine after a very long time etc etc so these are the things that make you happy right and i think all of those count um it could be for me many times it has been a comment on my youtube channel that you are teaching really great sometimes it is feedback from a student kvr today whatever you have said i was really inspired by that sometimes it is an appreciation by your manager uh, that your manager says something good that you did and you feel appreciated about it, you feel recognized because of that. So I think it's all these small, small things and the journal has a rule for it. You cannot repeat something that you're grateful for. So if you say, today I ate samosa, you can't tomorrow again say today I ate samosa. Even if you did eat samosa, you have to find something else.
0: Okay, I understand that. But I still would disagree that things that make you happy, you should always be grateful for that. Or or sometimes, or the other way around also, there are things that might not make you happy, might make you sad, or might make you feel some other emotions. But you are still grateful for that. I was thinking of some examples but uh, i'm not able to come up with those like always
1: yeah yeah there are always caviars there are always special cases that yeah i agree with that especially with the part where you said there could be things that made you sad and you are still grateful for one example i can think of is i fell very very ill last week but i'm grateful for having the financial backing required to get admitted into a good hospital without being worried about the financial so Although it did not make me very happy, I'm still grateful for it. So that's the example that popped up in my mind. As soon as you said, okay, I could be grateful for something that made me sad.
0: Cool, cool. Yes, so let's move on ahead. It's question number 10 now. If you could change anything about the way you were raised, what would it be? It's like kind of similar to the previous question because it will bring out family and upbringing.
1: It's so deep, man. This question is very, very deep.
0: (laughs) The first thing that comes to my mind instantaneously is this uh, habit of sleeping early but i like i don't want to change it but i just wanted to point out that like rohan knows and maybe many of our friends our listeners know that i generally sleep at 10 o'clock every day and this has been the case since childhood so many of our friends would after dinner go out to play in the building and uh, when social media was introduced in our 10th standard and early college they would come online and chat and stuff get together I was not a very social media or tech savvy person. I would just use the computer that I had just to play games, nothing else. So I've always used to feel left out uh, that, okay, my friends are meeting and I'm feeling left out just because I sleep early. And even when we, in the evenings, when we used to go to play, my other friends would play till 39. and I was always called back around 7.30. This always Kind of, I felt that it hampered my social life. But I'm really, now this is one thing I'm grateful for because I really am proud of myself when and my family and happy about that, that they used to... Tuck me in bed early because I'm an early person, early bird. I, I really love getting up early in the morning. And because by the time you are having your breakfast, I have 3-4 hours extra and I can get things done. So I'm very happy about it. But I really wouldn't change this. So sorry for going out of the topic.
1: Telling This is a super, super deep question. You'll have to introspect very, very hard and very, very deep. So I'm just going to share the surface level answer which is coming to my mind. It would be my parents spending more time with me. I mean, I'm not sure. I'll tell you why. Because, firstly, my parents did not spend a lot of time with me. I'm the only child. And my parents, both of them work, right? So they will go to office in the morning and they'll come back in the evening. So I did not get to spend a lot of time with my parents. But on the other side, on the flip side, whenever we did spend some time, it was fun. So I'm not really sure. Because I see many parents playing with their children in the ground. I never remember a time when I've been playing with my parents on the ground. It's always been friends or cousins maybe. So I'm not really sure. But I do remember sometimes feeling okay it would have been nice if I had my parents around right now. So yeah that's the surface level answer that I could come up with.
0: Okay okay cool the thing that popped into my head is that my house has many rules Mm -hmm. and it had many rules during (laughs) during my childhood it had many rules but i think when i look at it now retrospectively i think those were good rules like no outside food like whenever we used to go out with my family obviously during childhood you always go out with your family not with your friends you start going out with your friends in college right so whenever you used to go out Kabi only we used to eat uh, outside food so my school did not have a canteen also so always we had to bring our teffin, no outside food and my mother i don't know for some reason she hated uh, this packed foods this cheetos lays and all kurkure so i never ever had those uh, food fried food uh, in my childhood and only one day of the year I was allowed to have that was during the school mm-hmm. picnic. So I would be really excited for it. Because I was able to eat that. So I used to have that 20 rupees big packet. This is what comes to my mind that. But I'm, I'm kind of grateful because I was a healthy person back then. And since I've started eating outside food now I feel that I've become unhealthy. Mainly because of it. But yeah this little little rules throughout my childhood which kind of made me feel bad back then, but now I'm kind of happy and grateful about.
1: My childhood was completely opposite to you. Like 180 degrees opposite. I remember that packed Cheetos, Lay's, etc, etc. I used to have one every day every single day my mom used to bring me one packet of cheetos 10 rupees and i used to eat that every every day so that's one thing secondly there were no rules in my house okay we we are eating pani puri for dinner we are going out for a brunch essay we are going out to washi for uh, i don't know what so i think we had no rules and i loved that part i don't want to change that at all Uh, but i have a better answer now i think what i would like to change is my parents being a little less aggressive with me and again um it's very easy to come out as being judgmental of my parents or that my parents are not that great or I don't like them, etc. That That's not the case at all. I, I think they done an amazing job raising me. I think I've turned out great. But if I had to change one thing, I'd, I would say they, they being a little less aggressive with me. They weren't very aggressive all the time. But whenever I did something wrong, I was really like... It was beaten the hell out of me at times. Um, and I think... I mean, I'm not sure that might have done a little bit of damage. And I understand that now uh, when I teach kids and when I feel angry at them and I feel like, I do feel like hitting some of my students at times. I do feel like shouting at my students at times, especially when my ego is hurt and they've disrespected me, etc. So I can see that happening to me, but I can see myself controlling myself and taking a mature step and not reacting in that moment Uh, it's hard it's super super difficult but i think i am trying to manage it and i think if my parents would have done the same firstly they should have realized they're doing something that is affecting me i wonder if they even realized that and somehow as i grew older they stopped doing that for some reason i don't know why but that that was amazing but the first few years of my life i think my parents were very aggressive so it would have helped if they were not so aggressive
0: all these things that you said just now, that is the exact reason why I wouldn't want to bring a child in this world. Apart from the fact that this world is falling over and why would anyone want to bring a child in this cruel world? I would prefer pets over children, yeah. What's so cruel
1: about this world? I don't understand. This is a beautiful world.
0: I think everything in this world is cruel. Nothing is good. And uh, talk about like corruption, political things, and I think every day there are uh, uh, news of rapes and murders and robberies, and I feel very depressed sometimes uh, thinking about where this world is headed. But uh, yeah those reasons apart uh, like me personally not able to control my anger and all those things i wouldn't want to damage a child <laughs> so i I'm, I'm happy not bringing a child in this world and i'm, I'm speaking about too far in the future so I, I was thinking while you were saying and one thing i would want to be kind of changed not about how i was raised but about my childhood would be uh, i am the elder brother but i would really would love to have an elder sister to me and i think you also would love to have a sibling
1: I don't know, man. Just just today morning, I was discussing this with one of my students. So, they are three sisters. So, they were complaining about each other. The two of the sisters who were, were studying in my school, they were sitting in front of me. And we were just having a chat. And um I just said, Ki, I, I wonder if I should have gotten a sister or a brother. Because I've seen both. I've seen brothers and sisters who are very close to each other. And have been pillars of support throughout each other's life. And I've seen the other... Half also where the brothers, the sisters are fighting amongst themselves and it gets ugly very quick. So I don't have to deal with that uh, when I'm alone. Also, uh, what I said to my students was I'm going to get 100% of the property of my parents. So there's no infighting for that. Uh, but I'm I'm confused. Like, Would I be better off with a brother or a sister or am I just better off alone? Because there are pros and cons in both
0: yes 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 that's true but don't think about the rohan you are right now think about the rohan you were when a child so when when your parents used to go at office I'm, I'm very sure you would kind of feel lonely and you would have thought that okay i would love to have a brother or sister of my own i think that that's what i think the younger rohan would think or any young child would think right no one wants to be alone at that age unless you have uh, a computer full of amazing games
1: i had that by the way but it was not enough though
0: <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's not enough. Yeah.
1: So when you said that now, the pair that comes in my mind is my ex band member. So the guitarist and the drummer. These two were brothers. So whenever they are doing whatever, they are always doing it together. They are smoking together. They are going to band competitions together. They are chilling together. They are always together. And I feel okay. I mean, if I had a brother like this, smaller or elder. I think life would have been better but that's what I'm saying Right? I've seen both I've seen great brothers sisters siblings and I've seen very ugly brothers sisters siblings so I'm not really sure
0: okay cool let's move on ahead I'll ask the question it's a very funny question the question is take four minutes and tell your partner your life story in as much detail <laughs> as possible
1: oh,
0: boy. <laughs> I think both of us know a lot of our life story
1: yeah this was designed for strangers right so i think this question does not really apply to us very well so i think we can even skip this question
0: yeah 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 let's let's skip this one let's go to the next question which is the 12th question the last question of the first set which says if you could wake up tomorrow having gained any one quality or ability what would it be
1: mine is very simple sleeping for two hours every day and being completely healthy fresh fine with that
0: okay workaholic rohan
1: it's not just being workaholic. Like, it's also about, say, when I'm watching an anime, which is very, very interesting. When I'm watching a TV series, which is very, very interesting, I don't really want to sleep. Or I'm reading a book, which I just can't stop reading. I don't want to sleep. So many times I have to stop whatever I'm doing because it's, what, 6 a.m. and I need to sleep.
0: No, that's true. But I think, what would you have done differently? Basically, you would spend more time doing what you do or doing whatever you want and feeling as refreshed by sleeping just two hours as you would have done for eight hours, right? So I think this is a superpower anyone would love to have.
1: Yeah, true.
0: That's a very, very great answer. Was this the same Mm -hmm. thing you answered in your past experience with this concept?
1: I don't remember. I I must have given some lame answer five years back. I'm sure of it.
0: So I'm I'm getting kind of uh, jealous of the answer. I want to steal it for myself. It's a very great Mm -hmm. answer. (laughs) I think I would uh, like to say that I would love to be grateful for the things I have sounds kind of philosophical and the answer is kind of influenced by what we discussed couple of minutes ago about being grateful but I think that is one quality that will be very good in the long run being grateful or being mindful of things obviously anyone could have asked for flight or the power of teleportation but I am trying to be realistic and lame and think about the future and not the immediate present
1: being grateful to bhi ho jayega, but being mindful I think would again be a superpower it's no less than superpower. I
0: think if you are grateful like it's a journey right you cannot say okay now I'm grateful now and now I'm not it's a journey that you you could experience that yourself right when you started experiencing meditation and you have been doing it for years now and now you can see that it has helped you grow in little 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 quantities but over the time it's like a huge difference in your personality and i as a third person i know that it has changed in you like there are some things that have changed in you from you in bsc and you now there might be many factors responsible for it but i think meditation and all these things are also one of it i also tried meditation and uh, i used to like kind of uh, hate it because it's kind of lame but after I started doing it, it's very difficult to do actually. But uh, you you would end up enjoying it too in the long run, yeah.
1: I was smiling very, very wide while you were speaking. And it's because I wanted to make this point. I so badly wanted to make this point. So I remember the first time when I told you, okay, I'm experimenting with meditation, I'm meditating. And you just laughed it off on my face. You were like, "Yeah, the hell uh, log karte hai sab, uh, karenge, kaun and you just made me feel so bad i for the second i was rethinking my decision okay am i am i the only idiot but no uh, i knew you were the idiot uh, <laughs> but um, then I, I also remember the transition where i asked you to read some blog uh, i think the name of the blog was uh, religion for non-religious and i think that's how it reduced you to meditation i felt so nice when you were actually The one who was advocating meditation, the roles had reversed this time around in this podcast. So yeah, quite a journey I've been through with respect to meditation.
0: And I thank you for introducing me to this amazing goals of podcasting and meditation and mutual funds and a lot more. Anyway, What anime? You didn't introduce me to anime. I
1: think I was the one. Come on. No,
0: you were not the one. You were definitely not the one. I had at least a part to play in it. No, 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 no. The person who introduced me to anime, hardcore anime is Shailesh Singh. And even though he is not going to listen to this podcast, I am not in touch with him. I would forever be grateful for him. But I think you had a part to play in the sense that I had someone to talk to about anime, right? And when you have Hmm. someone to talk to, someone who shares similar interests, you kind of feel at ease and you always want to do more and you always feel like you he's at 100th episode I'll go ahead and <laughs> tell him <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll always tease him about giving away the spoilers so yeah it's it's fun uh, to and fro but yes you had a little part in making anime more fun but the person who introduced will always be Shailesh Singh
1: not <laughs> he
0: So that, dear listeners, essentially marks the end of this episode. But we do have a little bonus content where I and Rohan talk about our mutual interest in meditation for the remainder of the episode. So if you are interested in meditation, do give it a listen or we'll see you next time with another episode of Never Thought About It. Till then, happy listening. I remember how I was introduced to meditation by you. Like, I remember you had personally called me, okay, come to my place. I will teach you how to meditate. You had called me to your place. I remember each and every minute of it. I clearly remember. I came to your place, we sat down, you told me, you gave me uh, tips. Explained the process of meditation, what happens during it. Your mind might wander off, so you have to bring it back again. And it's like when you go to a gym, you are exercising your muscles. By meditating, you are exercising the muscles of your mind and all those things. The piece of article or piece of media through which I was really attracted to meditation is a TED talk named, The Mind of a Master Procrastinator. And you are the one who obviously introduced that to me. I remember the name of the TED Talk, but I don't remember the speaker. So this is the name. You can check it out, listeners. It's the mind of a master procrastinator. And it has been ranked to one of the top 10 TED Talks ever. So I think it's always a good to, good listen. You'll enjoy it. I
1: have no memory of the TED Talk, honestly. I remember the part of it. I remember the part of it. (laughs) I remember the part where I called you home and I asked you to meditate with me. So I remember that part.
0: I remember you showed me the TED talk. You said Mm -hmm. it's like a 5-10 minute TED talk. You said, "Was this TED talk and then we will meditate. So I remember all those little experiments that we did. But yes, I was into meditation and I started meditating and now it's fun really. I had stopped meditating for a couple of months, but uh, recently I came across this a series on Netflix. It's called something, something about meditation only. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I headspace Headspace. I I also, correct, yeah, correct. Yeah.
0: yeah, that brought me back. And there is this also this lovely app. Which app is that? Mindspace or something like that. Headspace, is
1: Headspace. There's 10% happier. There's also a podcast called "10% Happier" if you are interested.
0: Have you heard that podcast? Listen to that episodes. Some of the episodes. Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: I have. Uh, are those good? Any good? Le- le- those are related to meditation only, na?
1: Yeah, some of them are boring, some of them are great. So it's a mix.
0: I remember 10% happier. I had downloaded that app. Very useful, I would say. If you want to get into meditation and don't know how, the uh, speaker guides you very well. I think you can go for it if any of our listeners want to.
1: Also, again, now I want to bring this up, okay? For the listeners, I've done a 10-day meditation retreat. Okay, so for 10 days, you go to this retreat, you go to this place and you meditate around 12 hours every day you don't do anything else. You're not allowed to speak to anyone. You're not allowed to watch videos. You're not allowed to have phones. You're not allowed to read anything, write anything. You only meditate for 10 days. So it's called a meditation retreat. And I remember after the meditation retreat, when I met I shared, okay, I had gone to this meditation retreat and this is all I did. And this was my experience and all. He was so taken aback. Like, are you crazy? Who would even do this? Why would you do this? So on and so forth. So I now have a little more confidence in Myself when I would ask you to consider going to a meditation retreat for ten days. I think you can do that.
0: No 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 <laughs> not at all. Still right now I would feel that it is too much. Meditating ten minutes every day is like it's like you know, it's meditate karna hai, acha karna mood hai, but okay nahin, nahin. Let's give it a try. Okay. So I'm pushing myself, mind, body, and soul to do it keep it up but 10 days 12 hours a day no food nothing no good food as in normal food to survive hota hai.
1: the food is good actually your
0: good and my good is different yaar.
1: no no I think you'll also agree that the food is good but you don't get sumptuous meal like paid ba or milega
0: yeah but it's like 10 days I would feel like a prisoner I am trapped somewhere it's a total no no to do that but I think maybe in the future if I'm used to
1: I think you should seriously consider. No,
0: no, 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 it's no. It's not
1: about being used to. See, see, I'll tell you something. This meditation retreat, it is for non-meditators. You consider that. So the fact that you are LDB have already meditated for at least 50, 60 hours by now, that gives you a huge advantage over others. So I think you are much better equipped than the average person who is going there for, for the first time to meditate. So it's designed for non-meditators. And... To be honest, it is more difficult to meditate in normal life, but it's much easier to meditate in the meditation retreat because all the conditions are perfect for meditating. Like when you're hungry, it's better. I mean, not completely hungry when it's aching, but if your stomach is not full, it's easier to focus and it's easier to meditate. When you don't have phones ringing, when you don't have meetings to attend, when you don't have family to take care of, etc, etc, it becomes much easier to meditate. So I think the conditions are such that it becomes much, much easier to meditate. So I think you should still consider a 10-day meditation. Meditate. It will be a lot of fun.
0: No, no, I would agree, but that is not my idea of fun. And anyway, 12 hours a day for 10 days.
1: You said the same thing about meditating. You said that it's not my idea of fun. I think you said the same thing about meditation the first time i introduced meditation to you and here you are when you are meditating and i am not for the last one one and a half years i have not meditated at all so, I am off meditation but you are meditating right now. So, I think the tables have turned and I think these are very good conditions for you to consider the meditation retreat.
0: No, no, but anyway, I am not doing meditation for fun. I am not doing it for fun. I am doing it to improve myself, be more mindful, be more grateful, all those things.
1: to well, meditation retreat will do wonders. You will be a completely different person after 10 days.
0: Uh, no no
1: 10 days
0: is a too much of a time I am still satisfied with 10 minutes and hopefully maybe one day in the future I have the time and it's possible for me to go I would think about it but still just the idea of thinking about it feels like it's I'm very scary I will tell Very you that scary. I, yeah. that
1: is that's, that's the most difficult thing I've done in my life I would say but it was completely over
0: there even I imagine myself coming out of out of it, a completely different person and it would be an enjoyable experience. But
1: think what is the worst thing that would happen now?
0: The worst thing that would happen, I can think about worst things that can happen. I know, but still uh, this point of time, I don't feel, but maybe in the future, I'm not denying the idea. But right now, if you say, okay, tomorrow you have to go, I wouldn't want to do that.
1: Because of the pandemic and also it's anyway not an option right now I wanted to go in May but during May we are already three months into the pandemic and hence I could not go. So I've been delaying my secondary treat for at least two years now. Uh, Maybe we could go together once the pandemic is over but I think it's very much doable and we feel it's very difficult. And it is difficult. I'm going to agree with that. It's super, super difficult. I told you, it's one of the most difficult things I've ever done in my life. But it's completely worth it. And also think about what's the worst that could happen. Now, the worst that could happen is you would fail and you would leave in between. That's it. They are not going to force you. You You're not signing any contract. They are not going to hit you. Nothing of that sort.
0: So how do you apply for it? (laughs) Don't think that I'm going to apply for it, but still.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You just go on the website, you pick a place, you pick a time and you just fill the form. That's it. The website is called, I mean, you go to Vipassana. You just type Vipassana and some dhamma, DHA, MMA, something of that sort. Website is going to come and you'll figure it out.
0: But like not talking to anyone for 10 days, like feel sad, man.
1: That's the easier part, friend. Not talking to anyone for ten days is not difficult. I'm going to tell you right off the bat, it's the easier part. I think the more difficult part is sitting and meditating for a long time. Especially, say for example, one day you've not had good sleep, they're not going to allow you to sleep for two hours extra. You have to come and meditate. I think that was difficult. Not talking to anyone was the easiest part for me, honest. Hunger was also another thing. I think by night I used to feel very hungry. You don't get dinner there. So controlling your hunger was again the second most difficult thing. Not talking to anyone was the least of my bothers.
0: I think if you and I go there together, I would find ways to come sit next to you and talk to you. So if you and I go there, it would be more difficult. So I think it's not a good idea if we go there together.
1: It depends, na. it depends on your self-control. I'll definitely not come to you, that I can give you guarantee about. But the way it could help is, when you feel like giving up now, you see that your friend has not given up yet. So that makes you feel set for a longer time. And remember there was this one friend, first day you're allowed to talk. Okay, first day as in, the day when it is starting. Okay, evening, 8 o'clock, uh, your are bolte I don't know what you call that in English. From 8pm onwards, you cannot speak to anyone. So till 8pm, you can talk to anyone you want. So, I made a few friends there, obviously, I was uh, while while I was having tea there. And I made a good friend. And three days into the retreat, he left. I'm like, okay, my friend, I thought we were friends. We were going to do this together. And you left in between. And that made me feel, okay, if he left, maybe I should also leave. So, in that case, the other side of the story is if, say, you feel like giving up and you see that I'm still there sitting, that could be a motivation for you to stay and not give up. And once you understand the reason behind that rule, that will also make things easier for you. The reason they don't want you to talk to anyone is, if you talk to anyone, while meditating, you will think about that only. So, it will become difficult for you to meditate. So, if you want to get the most out of the retreat, you should meditate without any external stimulus. So, you don't think about calls, work, friends, family, isolate yourself, don't talk to anyone. So, that you can meditate very deeply and whatever are your deep perceptions, preconceived notions, you know, all the deep, deep words, those can be uh, taken apart while you are meditating.
0: So you have been through this retreat once, like, do you remember how was your journey, like, what you experienced the first day and what experience you had in the last day? I'm guessing it would be easier towards, like, as the time passes, it gets easier or is that so?
1: Firstly, I think it's different for different people. I very clearly remember my journey. I think my first day was very easy. That was the first time I learned the skill of meditating. right? So the first day was easy. Second day was also equally easy. Then second day at night, I did not sleep well. And that's where my bad phase began. Because I could not sleep well, I was feeling very, very sleepy in the meditation hall. And they don't allow you to sleep, right? So I had to sleep i had to fake that i am meditating but i was actually sleeping <laughs> so you don't get back support right so you're sitting there in the middle of the meditation hall and you have to adjust your legs and hands somehow uh, so that you can sleep in that position <laughs> so that was super difficult and i used to say to myself okay let me sleep for an hour and then after sleeping for an hour then i can meditate se. so my third day fourth day were very difficult I think then the food also became a problem because the idea is you live like a bhikshu and it's free, right? You can go there for free, stay there for free, eat for free and leave for free. So, you cannot demand anything. So, you can't say, nahi hai, wo nahi, I don't like this, I don't like that. So, whatever you get, you have to eat. So, you don't get dinner. So, the yeah, next day morning, 4 o'clock or 6 o'clock, I think 6 o'clock, you get breakfast. 4 to 5.30 you do meditation, the first meditation of the day. And 6 o'clock you get breakfast. So I'm super, super hungry in the, doing that breakfast, okay? And it's unlimited. You can take how much ever you want in that uh, morning breakfast and afternoon lunch. So I used to eat a lot of breakfast because I'm super hungry. And there, there was this one day where they had sheera in breakfast. And I don't like to eat sweet. So I was in a fix now. Like, what can I do? I really don't like sheera. I, I just really, really dislike sheera. It's not that I don't like it. I dislike it. I feel like puking if I eat too much of it. But I'm also very hungry. So what I did was I took some very, very hot sheera and I just ate it without really tasting it very fast. So again, that was not a good experience. Then around fifth or sixth day, I think I fell ill. My stomach was upset. And again that added to the complications. Then around six, seven day in the evenings there are these discourses where a person is speaking and you're just listening and he's debriefing your meditation experience. So they say, right? Ki, itne din ho gaye hai, itne din hai. So just four more days to go, just three more days to go. So at the end when I used to hear okay, I've come so far. I thought I'm gonna give up in between, but I haven't given up yet. And then just three more days, just two more days. So at the end I was very much motivated okay let me do this right Uh, let me not sleep in the meditation hall let me give my hundred percent. let me keep trying etc so the last few days were again little easy so the lower middle was difficult because of the sleep situation and food situation upper middle part was difficult because of my health situation beginning and the ending was nice
0: okay 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 i don't know why but i'm kind of looking forward to being ready to attend these 10 day workshop meditation retreat someday in the future you have to meditate in the meditation hall itself like you can't meditate personally in your own room
1: they ask you to meditate in your personal room at times but they are very few like if you are meditating say 12 hours a day for 10 days 120 hours you will be meditating out of those around 5 to 10 hours you will be asked to meditate alone in your room your own quarter now this depends okay this is not a simple answer it depends where you're applying and uh, which center you're applying to some centers have dedicated room for each and every participant some of them have a huge what do you call them
0: dormitory kind of thing
1: yes correct so some of them will have that but i wherever i had gone i had got one single room to myself it had a toilet within the room and uh, a bed i used to sleep there alone That also made it very easy for me to not talk to anyone.
0: So during those 5 to 10 hours where you were asked to meditate alone in your room, did you meditate
1: or did you sleep? I was trying very, very hard to sleep, but they were coming in between and they were like checking are they meditating or not. So I could not sleep very well. Seriously? Yeah, they asked us to keep the doors open.
0: Oh, okay. Okay.
1: I did try sleeping anyway. (laughs) I was sleeping in the meditation hall. Why won't I sleep in the room? So I tried sleeping anyway, but they were coming and checking.
0: So you were sleeping while you were sitting in that normal posture. I think you developed a very useful skill there.
1: I'll tell you what used to happen. So in that posture, a lot of pressure is being put by your hands on your leg. So you can't sleep for a long time. You can only sleep for 10 to 15 minutes in that posture. And after 10 to 15 minutes, the pain is going to be so difficult to deal with you'll have to change your posture then two three minutes for that pain to subside in a new posture again you go into that process sleep again for 10-15 minutes that's how, you, how it used to be
0: so did you ever fall forward or backward while sleeping doze off kind of
1: no no, no. i was <laughs> i was smart with my uh, posture so that that wouldn't happen so i did not fall yeah, it would
0: be kind of embarrassing. But I think many of the beginners would end up sleeping now. Nah. You like you have never meditated before and then you suddenly tell you they tell you to sit ideally with closing your eyes and anyone would fall asleep. So I think that's not a huge humiliation.
1: I don't think so. I think sleeping was a problem for me because I was not able to sleep well at night. So if you're able to sleep at night very well now, if you're a very good sleeper, <laughs> you sleep very easily in a new place, then you should not be feeling asleep anyway. I don't think meditation... You see, when you feel like sleeping, when you feel bored, right? But you're not going to feel bored while you're meditating. Like there's so many things which are happening in your mind while you're meditating. It's not at all boring. It's very stimulating at times. So I don't think sleep is something that is common when you're meditating. You will feel sleepy if you're not slept well. That's it.
0: Okay, let's hope I meditate long enough and uh, nicely enough that someday I look forward to going to this retreat, yeah.
1: (laughs) Take it as a challenge.
0: Yeah, yeah, it has to be taken as a challenge uh, which I don't think I'll be succeeding in but I'll definitely give it a try at least and giving it a try itself is like an accomplishment for me. Let's see.
1: That's the mindset I went in with. Like, at least I would be able to say that to myself that I at least tried. And the second thing I was thinking was what's the was that could come like i would have to tell the world that i failed and i gave up in between that's the worst thing that's going to happen not nothing else
0: cool cool